three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Zoomer Pod. My name is Randy. I am the Boomer. And I'm RJ. I'm the Zoomer. And this is episode 11 of season two. Mm-hmm. And um, so you've been out of school for a week. How was that two first weeks. week? Go? Is it two weeks now? Yeah. Oh, two weeks. Your summer's gone? Pretty much. Oh, you only got like six weeks left. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Over. God, it's been two weeks. Oh, that's right, because your brother went to your brother went to football camp first week. And yep. then last week, there was nothing. Wow. Yep. That's not last week. There was nothing. There was nothing this week. Well, yeah, this week, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two weeks in. Well, we are Friday. Yeah. Today's Friday. It's crazy. Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was nothing this week. So, wow. Two weeks in already, man. It's going to go by. So, yeah, but it's also crazy to think. I mean, we've got all of June and July. That's the crazy. Like we got out so early that it's like at the same time. We're just starting June. Yeah. June, July. And then you guys go back. I think we go back around the same time we did. Um, last year. Okay. So, so that was, I think you guys went back the 14th or 15th. Something like, something that. like that. Yeah. So um, that that being said, this kind of goes into, flows right into the first thing I want to touch on. And I, I want to touch on this, but I want to move on really fast. But I think it's a very interesting thing mm-hmm. with the FS, FSID vote for online, for virtual. Yeah. Right? Um, and so... And this is going to move into the January 6th. So this is more about voting and politics um, mm-hmm. real quick. So FS, FSID, Frisco Independent School District, was they had something on the table to see if they wanted to continue with, you know, in, infinite virtual learning. Yeah. And they decided they was going to do a vote on it. And so they decide to vote, which is interesting when they do votes the same day. I guess you got to vote on something, but the day that you're going to adjourn or do, go into recess. Yeah. And so I guess the people who was against it decided at some point they was just going to get up and walk out. That's yeah. kind of what I got from it, is that they got up and walked out. And, and the way it was written was essentially by them walking out, it, it made it, the vote. It blocked the vote, and so they can't vote on it or whatever. And we both was like, what? Like, what is this? Like, yeah. when does that, how does that happen? If you get up and walk out of a vote, then your vote doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. I, so, you know, um, I mean, just starting with this, and it moves on to the January 6th thing, but yeah, I mean, if you get up, if you don't show up to vote, unaccounted for like i'm sure there's there with exception like if you're sick that day or something you can't make it like oh well you can probably proxy vote yeah exactly i mean we got zoom there's a million ways if you can't show up for something yeah exactly but if you just show up send a pigeon mm -hmm. i don't care if you don't show up if you unexpectedly don't show up your vote should either be casted for like on the other side of the party as a punishment or your vote just doesn't count at all and it's taken away from the total and so instead of it being like, instead of it being like, well, they didn't show up, but it's still like, let's just say 50-50, now it's 50-49. Or instead of there being 100 total votes and you didn't show up, now there's 99 total votes. And yeah, I, I like so and you have to pay the consequences for not showing up. So, yeah. So I just wanted to start it since we talk about school. I just want to start like there's a couple things and that being one of them. And then obviously the January 6th um, commission mm-hmm. being another that I'm just so over like this dog and pony show 
of trying to make it seem like shit is honest. Yeah. You know, we haven't even got into the whole voters' rights deal. You know what I'm saying? You know, this whole thing of, like, 22 states have reduced their voters' rights in, like, the last three months. Yeah. And so this this whole dog and pony show of, like, we want honest voting and we want, you know... We want things to be the best they can be. It's like, no, you don't. No, you just want to restrict the yeah. amount of people that can vote or a certain type of people from voting. It's true. But you know what? At some point, you also have to put it on the other side, too. Like, I don't see nobody fire hell and brimstone like, over my dead body, are you going to do these things? Yeah, like, well, I mean, on the, the Democratic the thing, side. But the thing is, is that there's not much they can't do because, I mean, most of the states that it's getting done in are Republican-led, and so there's not much they can do to prevent it because it's just going to roll past them. It's not much they can do in the way of, like... Or at least on a state level, obviously at a... Well, um, no, but it's not much they can do in the sense of, well, they can outvote us. But you can make more noise about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can make more noise. You can be more vocal. You can lay out better plans. You can at least make... You can at least make people to the point that it's like, if you vote for this, I know you got backers, and I know that you got people that agree with you. But if you vote for this, the middle and the other side is just going to look at you like you're insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to make it to the point where they have to almost be ashamed to vote for something like that. And I don't. Shame isn't the Republican Party's forte. I mean, they still. Shame is not. And that leads into the whole January 6th thing. Yeah. I mean, you heard that dude talking about it. He was like, if you had just seen the pictures, you would have thought it was just like a field trip through the through yeah. some halls. Yeah. And it was like, well, you obviously weren't looking at the same footage I was because, I mean, what did they, what show was it on? What's his name? Uh, Cooper, the gay one. Um, that's um, um, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. The gay one. That, well, that's the way to, it is gay pride month. So. Yeah, but, I mean, that's all I really know him for. Like, I know he's really? gay. He, I mean, because he was like, I, I don't know. I just knew he was gay, and I knew that if <laughs> I said... knew he was gay. If I, I knew if I said his last name in gay, you would probably be able to... <laughs> you would probably be able to put the pieces together, and you did. His, his so name was Anderson. Yeah, I know. I guess you're right. So Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. His, his mom was a big fashion designer, Gloria Vanderbilt. So he really kind of... Oh, you know, okay. He was in that world. So anyway. So, I mean, he... On his show, he was played that clip of the dude talking, being like, it was just a field trip. If you had seen the pictures, then he played it next to, like, footage from it. Yeah. And you're like, that's no field trip. No. Like, well, but we, they, they try to play it down, and they have no shame. They have zero shame about what happened on that zero day. Zero shame. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That's where it's like, I know we open the show a lot of times with politics, and we always go, hey, we don't want to talk politics. But it's, it just gets so overwhelming, and mm-hmm. like to the point where I'm almost just checked out of it. I hate to say that, but I'm just almost checked out because I'm not going to get myself invested in something that's not honest yeah. in that sense, right? You can invest yourself in other things. You know, you can invest yourself in local politics. You can invest yourself in... But when it comes to something like that, like you can't get emotionally attached to that because that is so... Like who would have, who would have ever thought that there, that Americans would storm the Capitol on voting day, and the people that's in there, the people that's responsible for upholding justice and laws and were and attacked things, 
and were attacked in there would just all of a sudden be like, yeah, no, nah, let's not look into that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because Mitch McConnell put it best, it would hurt the Republicans' chances in 2022 during the midterms. And it's like, well, that gives yeah. it away. I mean, yeah. that's a very around, roundabout way of saying, being like, yeah, of course this was the Republicans. It would look us, make, make us look bad. Well, it was Black Lives Matter and Antifa until it came time to investigate. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, Black Lives And do you know the only, the only, the only people I even hear saying Black Lives Matter and Antifa now are conservatives and republicans like yeah it, that's just their go-to for everything it was black is it's black yeah, lives they matter point to like one dude they well so that the, black dude the one black dude that was in the chamber well <laughs> no so um funnily enough i was gonna relate because um i think vosh's like slogan on his channel like his banner is like politics are dumb but really important right. and i feel like that's kind of like the overarching theme is that it's like it's dumb and it's not honest but at the same time it has such a huge effect but he was talking to somebody um, and they tried to blame what happened at the Capitol on Antifa, BLM, whatever. And they pointed to one dude. I'm trying to think. I think it was the dude who was carrying the podium. Um, you remember that picture of the, the dude with the, the long guy. hair? Yeah. Um, and he tried to blame it on him. They tried to be like, well, he was identified like at being at one of the BLM protests. And Vosh was like, oh, that dude? Yeah, that dude. Uh, everybody around him was like, yeah, that dude was really weird trying to instigate and... Like, he was just, he seemed like he was trying to start stuff, and so it was, like, almost like a plant, and then he showed up at that and w- ended up writing, and then they kind of got to point at him and be like, no, see, he was he was at the BLM, and then just leave out the part of people who were also there being like, no, he was an instigator. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I remember that. I remember everybody trying to point and say, look at that guy, he doesn't, you know, and there's like, no, if you go back to Black Lives Matter deals, he was there instigating yeah, violence. He, yeah, against, trying yeah, to start yeah, stuff. Yeah, or he was trying, stuff. you know, one of the people in the crowd acting like he was a part of it. Yeah, trying to start. Start. Yeah. yeah. So, no, nah, it's just crazy. Like to me, like that probably has to be the worst exhibition of 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 democracy. I think I've probably ever seen. I mean, there's been a lot of, but that is probably the worst when you just look and see what happened, and just just the fact that they're just like, nah, we don't want to investigate this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're not, we're not. Now, especially after the Capitol Police, like, you think that with the Capitol Police being like, please look into this, they would be mm-hmm. like, I mean, it would be like, obviously, it's going to be terrible, terrible optics. No, I mean, it was terrible optics no matter what. But with the Capitol Police, you know, they're the Blue Lives Matter people. But they, the Capitol Police being like, look, we need this looked into. Like, they, it, they practically begged them to. And... No. It didn't we, get through. Yeah, no, because like you said earlier, I mean, it's like shame is not there. Yeah, what was it? After it was voted on in the House where, where there's like a bunch of people, or from like a certain amount from each state, um, they were like, you know, they got um, they got a letter from them, like anonymously being like, you know, just the disappointment yeah. throughout the force that you guys, w- that Republicans would decide not to investigate this. Yeah. Even pretty much saying like, yeah. you know, you guys are the... Like, you know, you claim to be pro-police, but yet you... Like, yeah, you let this happen and nobody cares about... Yeah, or, and you're trying women. to stop it from happening. Yeah, so... And pl- I mean, what was it? So I saw somebody break down the math, and this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. It was like a certain amount of people didn't show up. And so accounting for that, 
it was like a pretty much a 60-40 vote, per- percentage-wise. It was a 60-40 vote. It was it was six. It was 58-35. Yeah, and, and then there 60. was some. There was a middle ground. Well, and, they and they needed 60 votes for. Yeah, but like, when does 58 not beat 35? I have no idea. That's the crazy thing. When does 68 not beat 35? So when I, you know, because I didn't follow it like that. I think I'm trying. I don't know a lot about the filibuster. I need to look more into it. Yeah. But I know a lot. This was again more fuel of people being like, we need to end the filibuster because this is just ridiculous. Yeah, I did see that too. But it was like 58 to 35. 35s win. Exactly. What? what? I mean, that's those numbers aren't even close. Yeah. Not, and th- it was like and that's the thing. It's not even close. like percentage wise. It's like 60-40. Yeah. But, you know, no, when it comes to, like, somehow the 35s have it, like, it makes no sense. Yeah. No, and so, it, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's saddening. It's disheartening. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I think know, I think it'll get through eventually. I honestly do. You think so? I don't I think, think so. I, I think eventually, or the Republicans are going to have to deal with that in the future they're going to have to like when midterms roll around they're going to have to address the question as to why they were so adamant about not investigating it see i don't think so i think this goes back to what i just said you know that flashy light will be gone there'll be a new flashy light and they won't there's not going to be enough democrats that would press them like even me and you would press them like be sitting there talking and be like so what about that commission yeah. What about the January 6th commission? Did, how'd you vote on that? Why was that not important? Do you not support the, the you know, do you not support police? Please mm-hmm. explain to everybody why somebody, why they could storm the Capitol and don't tell me about BLM and Antifa. Yeah, exactly. Please tell me why you think it's okay for any, and you know what? If you guys investigate it, guess what? You can prove that it was BLM, BLM and, Antifa. and Antifa, but you're not even willing to investigate it. Yeah, well, that's, that's the next great, Come back, or that you know, as Republicans continue to defeat themselves, you know, as you're arguing amongst people online, they'd be like, "It was BLM and Antifa," and be like, "So you would support an investigation, right?" Well, well, no, yeah. that's a waste of money. Really, an attack on yeah democracy the, itself, is yeah. a waste of money. Yeah, our the core of democracy. Well, I know where it. you stand. <laughs> like yeah. now, we know where you stand. Exactly. So, but you know, again, and this is why I don't believe any of that stuff will ever matter because. The most shocking thing, I don't think we touched on this last week. Um, I was watching a video with um, Lynn Wood the uh, other day, and he was standing in a, he was, it was a small ballroom, but it was like in a, a little conference room at a, a hotel. Yeah. And of course, he had, what, 25, 30 people there or so watching him, you know, came to see what Lynn Wood had to say and whatever. And he's standing there and he's looking at these people. And he's like, listen, you guys don't worry. Donald Trump is the commander in chief. Yeah. If right now we got attacked and they needed to nuclear codes, they're going to call Donald Trump first. I didn't even see this one. You haven't seen this? Uh-uh. I should have sent it to you. It was the craziest thing. And he's like, That's, they're going to call Donald Trump if they need nuclear codes. They're not calling Biden. They're calling Donald mm-hmm. Trump because he's the true commander in chief. Now, no matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you know, you would think a logical mind would say, "Hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm here. I'm with you. Can't stand Biden. Love Trump. Yeah, right. I'm here because I believe that they cheated us out of the election. 
right? Yeah. I believe they cheated us. I believe the council wrong. I believe it was Chinese deal. I believe yeah. it was the Hong Kong flu. You know, I believe all of that stuff. However, you you can't tell me that Donald Trump is still a commander in chief and holds the football. Yeah. Which is what they call the the case that has the the nuclear codes in it. There's a guy that uh, carries a case and they call it the football, right? Yeah. And so you can't make me believe that Donald Trump is still the controller of the football. Like, now I'm going to have to probably get up and walk out because now I know you're full of shit. Yeah. But no. Woo-hoo. No. Yeah. This lady, she goes, my gosh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Like, I mean, I don't, we know that. And, like, when is everybody going to learn that? Like, when are you guys really going to go out and tell everybody that, make people, and make everybody understand this? Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, they, people just won't get it. But I'm so glad to hear you say that, and I can't wait until everybody knows it. Now, that could have been just one lady who just yeah, totally just off, her, off her kill. Mm-hmm. But it was a room full of people. And they were, cl- and like you said, they, they're, and they're, they're not clapping and... And I'm just like, my gosh, like, this is where we are. We're, we're, we're at a point where just literally common sense is not common. Yeah. You know, amongst these people. And then, you know, real quick, we're going to jump off of this. You know, your boy, Lindell. Yeah. My pillow guy. You know, again, he's got, he got his nine old deal. He's like, we got so much evidence we got so much evidence we're going to present to the yeah, grand jury. He's, flu- he's got the royal flush, as he put it the other yeah, day. Yeah, I got the royal flush, 9-0. Um, we're going to present it to the Supreme Court in July. And, you know, they're, they're going to have no other um, recourse than to vote 9-0 to put Donald Trump back in office. Yeah. And, like, somebody was like, I guess he doesn't understand the Supreme Court. Not even, Supreme Court is not even in session in july right but he's yeah. gonna put it he's gonna present and and it's like all this evidence and you know what was funny though when he was talking he's like we got all this evidence but not against dominion because you know dominion uh, is suing yeah, him. so he, he clearly was like oh yeah but not, not the dominion like we're not talking about dominion well, i'm pretty sure he countersued dominion though yeah you can countersue them all he want but they're but, they're gonna i mean you can countersue but that doesn't mean you're not gonna yeah, get sued so, so. He, that's funny i i mean all of them need to start su- i mean i hate to be like you know Obviously, freedom of speech, but all of them need to be suing him because I mean, he's just like blatant. At this point, it's just blatant. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. and now you I know. Mean, I mean, maybe this is just this isn't even like coming from him, the man himself. This is just like reports from people around him. But you know, apparently Trump has been deluded into thinking that he's like <laughs> he's like these people are making some sense. I'm gonna be back. Like apparently he thinks he'll be back in August. Um, you know, just chopping it up. See, I don't think that that dude believes that. I think that that is one of those. I think that they're just bilking people out of money again. It doesn't have to be for Look, campaign. It can be just just thing, to it's fight. Not, but that's the thing. It's not even coming out as like a. It's not coming from like Republicans being like, well, Trump thinks he's going to be back in office in August. Like you know, just to keep the narrative right. going. It's because you know his blog just shut down. But which I don't know if you heard about that, but his blog. Once again, I don't even think, like, I'm pretty sure they shut it down. No, uh, I didn't. No, I don't follow them, dude, so I even, don't. It was just, like, it came out in the news being, like, you know, Trump still thinks. Like, according to people who are close to him, Trump still believes he'll be back. Right, but what I'm telling you is this, because 
what they're doing, because I saw this on a, a deal the other day, they're still reaching out to all these people that they have emails for mm-hmm. and texts for, and they're still sending them messages going, hey, will you support us? Right? Can you make a donation? Yeah. And what's so crazy about it, what's so absolutely crazy about it, is that people will make, one, make a donation, two, think that they're making a, a one-time donation, Oh, but yeah. there's a small print that's tell, that says they're taking a donation a week. Not even one a month. They're taking a donation a week. Like one guy was out of like $1,800 before he re- realized it because I think he was going to donate like, like $300 or, or yeah, he just something like that. Like, and he looked like five weeks later and they had taken $300 a week. He's like, oh my God, what just happened? Yeah. And you know, and when they contacted people, you know what they said? Oh, I probably should have read the small print. Yeah, I don't blame him. I should have read the small print. Which they're right, but still. But anyway, as long as he I'm can the keep, moron. It's my long, fault. Yeah, as long as he can keep that narrative going, they can still reach out to people to donate to their cause. Yeah. And I think that, that at the end of the day, that's all this is about, is just donating to their cause, to just raise money and raise money. Yeah, well, you know, apparently, I mean, you know, they've been saying, they said this right when he was getting out, but, you know, now there's talks again of him being investigated. Especially, I mean, after Rudy got raided. Yeah, um, but we haven't heard anything since. Like, Rudy got raided. Is Rudy in jail? Is Rudy indicted? Is Rudy, you know, what's going on with Rudy? Yeah, after Rudy got raided, you know, there's talks, and then obviously the whole Matt Gates thing. I mean, it's... No, it's... It's it's crazy. You know, it is crazy. So let's just move on from that. So... Um, let's see, where do I want to go next? All right, so this was funny. Um, just real quick, you know, Ricky reached out to me and was talking about the $25,000 and the plane ticket deal. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you know, hey, I'm working on it, man. I'm working hard to try to get you guys a plane ticket to um, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, to Tokyo. And so he gets off the plane and he's walking through the airport. And here's just like this big sign about Tokyo. Yeah. Right? And so, and then he goes, hey, man, put it out there, manifest it. You never yeah, know if exactly. it can happen. And so I just want to touch on that like really quick. Like the whole idea of like goals and manifesting and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that isn't your thing. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like it's your deal. But it's definitely something. Um, the other morning I woke up. And I've never watched these guys. I don't know why it popped up on my feed, but it's these guys on YouTube, and they've been on there called Yes Theory. Have you ever heard of Yes Theory, guys? Mm -mm. Yeah, it's a group. It's a guy and his brother and a couple friends. And I'm going to send it to you because I want you to watch it. And he read read Richard Branson's book, um, the guy who had Virgin Airlines, like just billionaire, right? He Uh owned an island. And... Richard was just talking about taking chances, right? Yeah. Taking chances and knowing what you want and taking chances and, ma- you know, manifesting and, and things like that. And so this dude at 19 years old, they just started, like, making YouTube videos and start traveling and doing travel blogs. And they just started this thing called the yes theory. Yeah. Right? And it's just, like, start seeing, instead of saying no to so much stuff and being scared, just start saying yes and going for it, going for mm-hmm. it, going for it. And I just thought it was really interesting and so um, I guess my question of the week for you this week would be, no, you know what? Yeah. So if one question real quick is 
if you could, if I had to ask you like one goal, like one goal, let's just say, let's do it like this. A goal for the week, a goal for the month, because we're at the end of the month, and a goal for the end of the year. Like, if I was to ask you just off off the top of your head right now, I don't want you to think through too much. Goal for the week, what would it be? Goal for the, I mean, we're at the end of the week, so. Well, next week. So, next by week, next podcast. Um, By the next podcast, probably or, just, I know, it, like, just keep keep on doing what I'm doing right now, which is pretty much just trying to get to the gym and get out okay. as much as possible. Get out where? Um, Just out with friends, obviously, since I'm. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I don't know if we have that written down, but you know, I'm starting work again. Yeah. Um, yep. He's he started work again. Mm-hmm. He can start. You know, I can start getting my paybacks pretty Payback. soon. He can okay. start tithing back to to dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go. You're gonna be well. Let's oh, let's stay. Let's not get sidetracked. So yeah. goal for the week is to gym and more socializing. Just keep staying yeah. social. Like goal for the month. Goal for the month. Um. I don't know. I feel like these are all going to tie back, but obviously, again, just I guess since it's at the beginning of the month, um, I don't know. I guess again, just make the most of what I have of the summer this year because, right, like you know, last summer was pretty much spent indoors. Right. So again, just make the most of the time that I have, which is going to be you obviously, um, you know, getting out with getting out with people, getting out to the gym, just generally using my time well instead of what it was last year and what it could be this year if I just sat around. Okay. And, like, I guess at the end of the year. The end of the year, that's a tough one. Um, just off the bat, um, I don't know. By the end of the year, obviously, school will have started again. So that'll probably be the big focus is just, like, you know, finish the, I guess, finish school uh, or finish grade school strong. So I want to be doing, like, pretty well in um, school. So obviously by the end of the year is when whatchamacallit comes to the end, the first semester. Yeah. So I want my first semester, everything to be in good shape okay. along with me in good shape. So. Okay. So the, the interesting thing about that, and, and so this is something we're going to try to touch on. I'm trying to remember, we're, you know, to make it a, a main part of our deal. And they'll tell you like, first and foremost, like goals have to be specific. Like really? it can't be, yeah. It can't be like I'm gonna go to the gym. It has to be like I'm gonna go to the gym. Or you can't just say I want to lose weight. You got to put a number on it. It's like I'm here. Um, I want to be here because without it being specific, it's just so random. And it's just like I mean, you can start broad, but you really want to focus your, you know, you want to yeah. focus your stepping on the scale isn't my. I feel like I I know this is kind of off topic, but stepping on the scale I think is like you know something that we've kind of conditioned ourselves to be like when you're trying to lose weight, you should right. probably do it. But I feel like at the same time, stepping on the scale, it can be so demoralizing too. Because if you think if you think you're losing weight and you step on and you're hovering around what you were at, you're like, right. nothing's ha- like it's not working. And, and people so, don't realize how it happens that it comes in waves. You get the initial drop yeah. and then you plateau and then you get another a big drop. And so, but no, and so I'm not even saying that, but just like like nailing down yeah. your like you know if you say I want to be doing well. You go. I want to be at at least at a ninety five in all my classes, or at least a ninety three yeah. in all my classes. I want to be. This is a number that I want to hit. So it's being more specific instead of saying, "I want to do well, be doing well." Mm-hmm. I want to have a number. Yeah, I, I guess because well is relative to 
Yeah. How much you how much effort you put in at school. Definitely. And so, you know, it's just about, you know, setting goals now and uh, manifesting. Like if you could manifest one thing to be true, like to come to you right now, what do you think you would try to manifest? I mean, just off the top of my head, I know I know you just said it has to be no, <laughs> specific. No, no, no. The thing is, but yeah. You know, at that at this point, I'm just trying to manifest a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Oh, so, okay, real quick. So I just buy lottery tickets. Mm, so I can buy that Tokyo trip. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you know what airline Ricky was flying or where he touched down? He was going to New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, he went to New Orleans. So that it was just so random. Like, Well, that's what I'm trying to think because, I mean, I feel like if you take, like, if you're going to certain places, I mean, you know, if you drop into a big airport, of course they're going to have advertisements to go. They're like, oh, there's probably some big ballers like Ricky dropping down. <laughs> um, yeah, but... No, it, it was just so funny because he, he but yeah, said it was that. Like, I just got finished listening to it, or it's like I, he said that, and then he hops off, and it's yeah, he right said, there. He, he listens on the plane, and he was like, that's really cool. He's like, I, you know, because we mentioned, like, we're going to have Ricky send us to Tokyo. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, he's like, I'm working on that, right? Yeah. And then he literally gets off the plane, and as he's walking through, he sees a sign. He takes a selfie in front of the sign. Yeah, just, just says, Tokyo. Like, Tokyo. And he was like, and that's what brought this up, because he was like, Put it out there, manifest it, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it'll, it can happen, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, no, nah, I mean, so that those are the things, like, you know, these are things that, to me, nobody talked about that kind of stuff mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And I do think, you know, the things you put out there will, if you look hard enough and you work hard enough, but if you put things out there, they'll present themselves. Or you subconsciously work towards those things. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's another thing. It's not even so much as, you know, the universe throws it at you for free. But if you put things out there that you want and you, you, you're putting it out there, it's front of your mind. And yeah. so you're, you're low-key working towards those things. I, w I want a computer. Right. Yeah. I want a computer. Now, your computer didn't just manifest itself. And all of a sudden somebody walked, you walked up and it was on your porch, yeah. you know, it, like literally. I like, started saving you, money. You, yeah. You was like, yeah, job seems, you know, job seems good. No, go to work. I'm making money. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can probably start saving for my computer. You know what I'm saying? Like you. It, and so it's like you ended up with what you wanted. Not I mean, yes, through hard work, but it was front of mind. And you knew what you wanted, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you 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 got it. And so that's something we'll just kind of retouch. But I definitely want you to check out the um Yes Theory. The Yes Theory um guys, because they're, you know, like I said, man, it's it's so crazy. They they've started a whole movement. They got like merch and stuff and but I'm because we watched a movie, me and mom watched a movie, or me, mom and Austin. And I mean it was kind of a kids' movie, but it was a similar premise. It was called Yes Day. And it was just mm. pretty much the parents, like, couldn't, couldn't say, say no. no all day. And so say the kids no. kind of led them to do all of these activities. And, I mean, obviously, they're, you know, it has to have big, big ending the whole nine. And they just had a great day. Like, they had but, yeah, taken off no, all those. But, I mean, well, you kind of have to see the movie. Okay. Because, I mean, it does, there is some rough patches. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's like, it shows, like, you know, Especially because, like, it shows how her mom was before the kids and how she said yes to a lot of things and how, like, you know, it led them to meet their dad and just, like, this cool life that they lived. Mm -hmm. um, 
and then how they kind of swapped and were like, no, no, when they started having kids. Yeah. And just how much of a good time they had when they went back to saying yes. Or it was how much of a good time they had before they had damn kids. That, that too. That that's pretty much that was a low key. <laughs> that was a low key, you know, underlying deal. Is like, hey, don't have kids uh-huh. because you'll stop. You'll start saying no to everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, no, it's um, it's very interesting, and it's it's just a concept. I think that there are some things that I just want you to learn and to try to take stock of, and to enter. You know, again, when we realize, like, you'll be. I mean, man, you, you'll be a senior next year and you'll, mm-hmm. after that, like life starts and it's just like deciding, you know, what you want to do and the things that you want to experience and, yeah, you know, taking chance, not being scared to take chances and, you know what I'm saying? Like that, and that's the thing because we grew up, I mean, Carrie and I talk about this quite often is that we just grew up in such a protective state of like, we're always trying to protect ourselves from something mm-hmm. not working, right? It's like, ah, can't take that chance. That might that might not work. Exactly. You know, that might not work. That might not work. And and it's like, and it all we always say how it feels like if it doesn't work, it would be catastrophic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh if that don't work, it's just like, oh it's I'm, the end. It's the end. I'm ruined. Right? I'm ruined. I'm homeless if that doesn't work. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if that is true. Now, the thing about it is when I was saying, you know, when I look at the Yes Theories guys, right, I don't think that these guys were hurting for cash, you know. So yeah. they probably had a, a back, a backup. A little bit of a backbone. A little bit of backup to if it failed. You know, they yeah. can always fail forward. You know, so, I mean, that's and that's something in the black community, you know, we've had these conversations off mic before, but you know, the idea of support from your family when you want to do something that doesn't fall in line with what, you know, when you want to go be a writer and not go work at the post office or go to work, you know, there's always that deal where your parents are going, hey, you know, they're hiring at the city. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but I don't really want to work, work at that. the city. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. what I want to do. It's like, huh? Or your parents are going, oh, that's good. When you go going to get a real job, right? You know, and not having that, that full support. Um, but they also fail forward in the sense that they'll try something, they'll fail, they'll regroup, yeah, and then they'll try something else. And they'll just try it again. They'll try, or try. Or try, try something else or learn and try, try it again or try something else. But, mm-hmm. you know, just fail forward. Just always try to fail forward, you know, kind of deal. So, so yeah, that's something that we'll kind of keep up on. And, and what I want to try to do is come up with some kind of question like that, like what would you do and, yeah. you know, deal um, or whatever. And so... Um, just want to touch real quick on let's see here. Want to touch real quick on let's just talk about the whole Osaka deal real fast. What do you what do you feel about that? Um so when you told me that she wasn't gonna be doing um whatchamacallits, whatever it's called, interviews afterwards, I was like, you know. Wow, that's kind of a big step. Sorry, um, that's kind of a big step because I mean, you know, that's a that's a big uh, part of, or that seems to be a big part of it, is the thing. But she kind of was like, you know, I'm not going to go there and let them try and you know have that gotcha moment where they get me to say something or you know say something that sounds bad or out of context or just you know try to get me to say something right. that can be publishable. So I'm just not going to do it. And I thought, you know, it's a big step to take, but I 
kind of in the back of my mind applauded her for it because, I mean, you know, it's the same thing with when you look at these NBA things is when they get, like, you know, they always be like, oh, well, look at this time when they got mad at the reporter. Mm-hmm. And course. then it's yeah, like the report. And the reporter was, you know, they're kind of the reporters are egging them on, and then when they get upset, it's like, look at them, yeah. and so it's violent, exactly, yeah. and so the I was Iver- like Iverson, the most probably one of the most infamous quotes is Iverson going practice. Is that what we talking about practice? Mm-hmm. And even just the other day, just the other day, I heard somebody saying. You know, like, look at Iverson. Like, Iverson didn't even, even, like, Iverson didn't really even want to practice. And what a lot of people don't know is that his best friend had gotten killed, like, a couple days before. And something else was going on. And So he he, couldn't make it to practice? No, 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 no. It wasn't that, yeah, I think he he didn't practice. Mm -hmm. And when he got in front of the camera, that's what they brought up. Like, and this was a world, this was a known thing. Like, he was going through some stuff. You know, and he had a, a loss going on in his head. And the first thing the person asked him for, asked him about was... Why was he missing practice? Yeah, about missing practice. And that was his just response, like, like wow, this in this moment right about? here, that's what we're going to talk about is practice. Yeah. And that's been the... That's so, yeah, like I this think... this meme now. Like, practice is what we talk about, practice. So, yeah, I think, you know, I plotted her for it, and then I, I, didn't, even real, I didn't realize that it was, like, a required thing. Oh, yeah. And so then I heard that she was dropping, and then I was like, she got fined. And, you know, she even talked about it. She was like, when I, before I go up there, I always get these anxiety attacks because, right. like, or, yeah, I get an anxiety attack because, or a panic attack. I can't remember which one she said. But she, I have some sort of thing before I go up yeah. because of, like, you know, how scary it is of what's going on up there. And so I was like, wow. I mean, they really just... I mean, I think it's a good, it's a step in the right direction, especially considering she's one of, she's like the best out right now, um, or one of the best out right now. Okay. Um, and so I think, you know, it just takes the one person, like, it takes one person to step up and then, uh, like, you know, another person to be like, you know what, like, I'm with them. And next thing you know, it, that's how I think things kind of get changed. And so. Why do we need I to think, change it? Because, I mean, like I said, or, I mean, obviously, if they weren't going up there with the intent to try and have that moment where it's like, you know, um, well, I got you. Well, like how the, many got like, So I'm going <clears> to <throat> play devil's advocate on this one hard, right? Yeah. How many gotcha moments are there for? Like, I mean, how many times have, have she's gotten gotcha? Does it matter? Because it only takes one. Yes, it does matter. Because, it, because if, if 10 people ask her questions and nine of them, are legitimate questions and one person asked her a gotcha question like should we discount the nine that didn't that that asked that ask about tennis yeah but that again but it only takes that one gotcha where you slip and say something to be like you know to then have you know let just for example iverson were now part of your legacy <clears throat> is attached to this one out-of-context quote that, you know, people point to when they're trying to discredit you. Yes and no, because Iverson's legacy is that Iverson changed the NBA as we knew it, and he was an incredible player, right? The other thing is just a meme. And I understand what you're saying. I 100% understand what you're saying. Okay, real quick, but I thought about this too, was that when they started doing these whatchamacallits, um, the whatever they're called interviews, interviews, yeah, post game interviews, post game interviews. Um, they started them at a time where 
we weren't as social. So you really only saw the TV to see how a person responded to things. Now, I mean, they can, they can choose to not go on there, but then go and hop online and pick what they want to talk about and then respond to that online. And, and then that way they can get, obviously, like, there's reporters who need to, there, there's, like, reporters, but they can go and, like, you know, maybe reporters, like, try to dodge around something. And, or, like, you know, they're told, like, oh, don't ask about this. And then they can go online and address it to a, a, just a random person or somebody who isn't held through those limits. Right, but isn't that what reporting is? Because at that point, you let allow people live in an echo chamber. You're allowing them to control the narrative Right, and so. But at the so, same, but at the same time, you can control the by the narrative by going up there and doing what, um, Fino or who else was it? Um, just you know, I'm just trying to be the best teammate I can be, like, or I'm just trying to be the best tennis player I can be. You go up there and you don't say anything. Right. So no, no. So that's what I. That's where I was getting to. So <clears throat> here's my deal on that. I think I. You know, I love the fact. I love the fact that she is addressing, and, and I, I love the fact she's addressing mental health in athletes, mm-hmm. right? I hate the fact that people say, shut up and play tennis, you make so much money. Like, how can you be depressed? How can you have anxiety? Yeah. And you play tennis. Like, you make it millions of dollars. I mean, that how almost could... rolls over to what we just, the Bo Burnham inside thing. Yeah, hold on. So, yeah, yeah we're going to get to that. Because all this kind of works that in. That kind of works in. So, but as part of her contract with, you know, and that, so, you know, we went back to the whole Dave Chappelle contract mm-hmm. argument. When you go into the NFL, there's contracts you sign that says, these are the things we need you to do, right? Because this is part of our marketing. This is part of our exposure. You know, this is part of the, the, the bigger picture, right? Yeah. And we need you to talk to the fans. We need you to answer questions. We need you to be face forward, you know, because we need, this is how we sell the product that we are so you can play the game that you play so you can make the money that you make. And so I understand that this is all, it's, you're, all, you're part of a team. Once you decide to do that, you're, you, you sign those papers, you become part of you know, the Tennis Association, you become part of the NFL. It's kind of part of your job, yeah. right? Now, for me, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I'm not on her side because if you have anxiety, you have anxiety. You know, one of my favorite, just all around favorite people, I don't even know to do that well, but one of my favorite people is Ricky Williams, right? The football player. Mm-hmm. And I think I gravitated to him simply because so many people like crapped on this dude simply because he had social anxiety ex- disorder. Yeah. And he was smoking weed to just cope. And everybody just kept calling him a weed head and said he didn't want to play football. He just wanted to smoke weed. And that dude was just trying to cope day to day, Mm -hmm. right? And so the same thing with her. Like, if you have social anxiety, I don't know, like, what I would do or if I was a tennis Well, yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, that's what what I forgot or that's what I was about to mention because I kind of left that out earlier is that it's like, you know, it's one thing if it's just like, you know, you're fine 
like you're fine and you could talk to them and you have like you have no real qualms other than not wanting to do it. But if you're like if you're up there or if you know you're about to go on and you're sitting there having a in a full out like anxiety attack because you know you're about to have to go out there, like that's another thing. And I think I mean obviously I don't know how much this could bleed over, but obviously I wouldn't be surprised if it affects how she plays too because she goes like she sits there and worries about it. it's like well however I played then they're gonna get there and ask me about it well win or lose she's got it she's got an interview so either you win and they ask you or they losing you but but still but still it's it does, but that's the thing you know you still go up there and it's like they're going to ask me about how I played and so if I obviously you don't want to if you don't do well it's not something you want to address too much or it's just something you'd rather like think over with you know yourself or talk it over I guess it's tennis right so there's no real teams but talk it like fi figure it out with yourself and then maybe talk about it but no it's like you lose and then you have to go right up well no and, and try and you talk are about right like the <clears> thing <throat> i hate the most is the sideline interview during mm -hmm. the games the and I hate the, the halftime interview as they're running in. It's like, Coach, let's talk to you. So what happened in the first quarter? Well, we got our ass kicked in the first quarter. Yeah, exactly. Well, what are you going to do in the second quarter? Try when not to get our ass kicked. kicked yeah. Right? You know try what I'm saying? Try not to like, lose. Try to win. Basically, try not to get our ass kicked. And I think if, you know, so here's the deal. And, and, with, and I'm, again, like, I am 100% with her on whatever she wants to do. This is not about that. But... I do have to be critical of it because last year, this time, she was wearing a I can't breathe face mask. She was wearing a say her name face mask. She was really out in front with social justice. You almost but was it, but it was online, right? No, no, no. When she came to the court, like she had oh, okay. like say her name face mask on, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so you have to know that you are going to be asked about these things, like, you know, outside of tennis. So I don't know if you saw the, I don't know if you saw the, um, um, not Kawhi Leonard, um, Kyrie Irving interview a couple weeks ago. We talked about that, right? Uh, with Palestine, sure. The Palestinian-Israel deal when that was going on. Like, he sat down and he was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about basketball tonight. He oh, was like, yeah, yeah he was like, that. yeah, he was like, I just don't. He's like, with everything going on, I just don't really want to talk about basketball. And I was yeah. like, so what do you, they was like, what do you mean? He was like, you know, like, it seems so minute right now with this going on and that going on this. And yeah. so, you know, I would like to say what I would like for her to do, because Charles and I talk about this all the time. When you are an elite single, when you are an illegal, elite individual sport athlete, Mm -hmm. You can almost do what you want because all you have to do is go out there and play your game, right? Yeah. We always talk about like, you know, like Tiger wouldn't be in the position Tiger was in, is was in like now. A team sport or something like that? No, he wouldn't be in the position he, he's in now if he hadn't tried to appease everybody because they wanted to shame him for hanging out with, you know, um, Waffle House chicks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, if he was like, hey, listen, I did it. Right. It probably wasn't the best mm -hmm. thing. I was married. You know what? But hey, I'm not married anymore. She's gone. I probably should have did it. I but want. hey, I like Waffle House chicks. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if he would have just been like that and just went out there, and just kept playing golf every day yeah. and winning. Like there's no there's nothing you can do. There's yeah. nothing that can be done. Uh, they can take his branding away. But 
I mean, Tiger was making a million dollars just to show up for tournaments in Japan. Yeah. You know, or Tokyo or whatever. They would pay him and then he would win. So he was walking away with two and a half, three million dollars a weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so individual sport people to me is they they can say to them, they can say, hey, you know what? It's me. You don't like it? Oh well. You know, so I say to say, you know, so we can move on. Like the Mar- Marshawn Lynch deal. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And so they told Marlon, when you go to the Super Bowl, when you go to the Super Bowl, you have to do so much media. It's required. It's part of your contract. It's part of being on the team. Yeah. It, you have to do so much media. So they go, Marshawn, how's it, like to, how, what, how's it feel being in the Super Bowl? Just here so I don't get fined. Right? I'm, you know, yada, yada. And it, there's a certain amount of time. Like, I think you have to do, like, three minutes or something. Yeah. And they're like, so, you know, what are you looking forward to in the game? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right? And, he, and I remember him looking yeah. down going, y'all got 30 seconds. And they're like, so what about this? He's like, I'm, I'm just, just here so, so I don't, I don't get fined. fined. That's funny. Right? So what I would rather her do is to start to stake her position, right, in mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. interviews. Take control of your interviews. If you walk in there and somebody says, so, you know, it seems like your backhand was good, bad, other today, right? What yeah. was she doing that, was she doing something that made your back, that where you couldn't get to the ball? Was it getting yeah. there quicker? Was she putting spin on? Like, you know, what, and she can say, yeah, I mean, for today, like her, you know, she was coming at an angle. It's just the angles were bad for my backhand. She did very well for that, mm-hmm. right? Hey, so the Breonna Taylor deal, next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you start to do that. You start to do that. You start picking and choosing. You're there. You're, you're, you're fulfilling the, your obligation. I, I just said on, I mean, I just said that they could go and do that online. And you said that creates the echo chamber. No, 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 no. But you're still, you're still fulfilling your obligation. Oh, I see. And, and you're allowing reporters to do what they do. You're allowing reporters to ask you about tennis. Like what she should have said uh, for me, what I if I was her PR person and I advised her, I would have said, "Listen, don't answer anything if it doesn't have to do with tennis. tennis. Period. Like go up there, they ask you about tennis, they ask you about the match, answer it. If it's something that you don't want to answer, just simply say, "I prefer not to answer that." Next, don't even give them a chance for another. Like so, why won't you answer that? Next, like she has to learn. Yeah, she's young. But she has to learn to control the room. I guess so. But then I so. But doesn't that open up more reporting though? So let's when the next. I think so. When the next, let's just say George Floyd or Breonna Taylor happens, and they ask her about it, and you know she doesn't want to talk about it, so she goes next. Then that opens up the floodgate of articles of people being like, "Well, she doesn't care about it." No, 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 no. Because she won't talk about it. No, because you can then go to Twitter. Or then go to Instagram and write what you have to say about it. You can say, I'm, I'm going to say this here because that was about tennis. Mm-hmm. I was in a tennis environment. We were supposed to be here to talk about a tennis match. And I'm more than willing to talk about that there. That but is not here, the place to yeah. talk about this. You know, That's not the place to talk about it. And so I would like to see her start to take more control of her, you know, of her interviews. Mm-hmm. Or she can, I'm not saying this in a bad way, 
she can just not play tennis because, and I don't mean that like she can either do it or not play tennis. I'm just saying I would prefer her if it's that much anxiety to her to maybe find something else to do so she doesn't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Because there's not, I mean, they can address it all they want, but not having players do interviews. And like you said, the idea of grabbing somebody and wanting to talk to them when they are, especially with athletes, because not one, you got so much competition. You got so much despair and disappointment when they lose. Yeah. Right? And then you also have this adrenaline. Every single athlete will tell you the hours after competing, the adrenaline is just so ridiculous. You know, like when I worked with Darren Woodson, he's a safety with the Cowboys. Like mm -hmm. I remember him telling me that he was like, everybody knew, like if we had a home game, like my wife just knew, like kids out the house, just be gone. Yeah. When, when I get home, just like go to the mall, go shopping, don't care what you spend kind of deal, go out, take the kids out for X, Y, Z amount of hours after I get home from the game. Yeah, because, because I'm going to be... Because I am so jacked. Yeah. Right? You know, whether... Either way, win, lose, or, or draw. He's like, I'm so... I had so much adrenaline after every single game. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much every single athlete. And so to sit them down and ask them questions, you know, directly after a game is just... I don't know... I mean, they've done well in training people to accept it, but I don't know how... You know, could you imagine, could you imagine walking into work and you go into work and they fire you and you're just not even expecting it? Yeah. And you walk out to the car and there's somebody sitting in your car. So, and, and the Why dumbest you question, fired? how do you feel, how do you feel about getting fired today? Yeah. I loved it. How do it I? It was amazing. I'm glad so I got fired. I've always loved the people go, just look at them like they're idiots and go, how do I answer that? Mm -hmm. Like, what? How do I feel? How do you? Yeah. Did, 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 did Westbrook, did you ever see the Westbrook? Y'all yeah, uh, niggas tripping. What was <laughs> you it? I'm that? trying to remember the question because the question was really stupid. Yeah, but the, a lot of them are. How do you feel about losing? Yeah. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I can't, it's going to make me mad that I, I can't remember what the question was because it was something so oh, dumb. Ridiculous. It was like, right. you got outplayed. Why did you get outplayed? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and then there's a Denny Green one that we always laugh at. Denny Green, they got him in the, in the, in the interview, and he never really liked doing interviews anyway. And they, they asked him, they was like, so were there a different team that you thought they would be? And he was like, they were who we thought yeah, they exactly. were. Like, I love you. They were who we thought they were. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that, man, you know, so I, I really hope, I hope she's being honest about her anxiety, like this being an anxiety thing mm -hmm. and not necessarily, I just don't want to answer questions, but now I'm going to use it. Because I think she does have anxiety, but yeah. she's not using her anxiety as a scapegoat to just not want to answer questions. Like, I, yeah. I applaud her 
like she's at the point, she's making the money, she's number two in the world, was number one in the world. Like they're gonna have to address her. Yeah, they, you know, if she I if mean, she if she was number two, four hundred fifty in the world, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's like when the dude who was like, I can't fly my special flag during when they banned the Confederate flag. Oh, and the, the and race NASCAR, car, and NASCAR, he was consistently like coming in last, coming in like, last place. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna race. And we could fill in a lap car, and it would do better than you. Exactly. But you know, if now if you're number one, oh, they have to address then it they because have to they, talk they about need it. it. But on, the, but let's be honest, like. She doesn't show up for another tournament. Tournament's gonna keep going on. Yeah. And somebody is stepping her place. And they'll. The thing about number one is just who's number one now. Like they, you yeah, jump out plus, of there, I number mean, one. She they, she made some money. Another she, number one in there. She's yeah. she's made some money. She got a rapper boyfriend that seems a bit smarter than most. Uh, yeah, most. You, yeah. He was like the first because you know they get all those rappers to like go on that like they go take them to the Nike warehouse, mm. um, and they get them to buy all those real expensive shoes. Um, and so, you know, I think it's Corday. Yeah. yeah. And he was up there and they read off the price and he was like, oh no. And like, he was like the first dude to send back some shoes and was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to spend that kind of money. No. See? And. See? There you go. And, and again, we talk about disruptors. Like that just flips the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can't, when you can't just play these dog and pony tricks with people to try to get them to spend their money or to yeah. overextend themselves or, yeah, I you mean, know. The thing, he still spent a decent amount of money on the shoes, but, he, you know, he's he, spent, like, yeah. he spent what he felt was comfortable. Spend, he was like, you know, I mean, he make, he's making goals, money. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's making money anyway. Yeah. But he spent what he was like, yep, that's a good amount. So real quick, I just want to touch on this because <clears throat> you was gone. And I don't forget what, oh, I watched a, um, I watched a deal, um, can't think of, I forgot the name of it. It'll come to me in a second, but it was on DJ Quick, right? Yeah. Um, um, it used to come on BET. It's like a doc, little documentary. So I watched that. After that, I got suggested, because, <laughs> you know, they're going to suggest stuff mm-hmm. to you, a Mac Miller documentary. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know much about the kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him. And so I was, I don't know why, but I was like, sure, why not? It was like 40 minutes. Yeah. And it was really interesting. But I do think that, like, I looked at that kid, I looked at that dude and go, this dude didn't have a chance in hell from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Like, you watch it. And for one, I do think he had, I'm trying to think of the politically correct word for it now. Um, I do think he had a learning disability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he might have been a little bit autistic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was ADD, right? Yeah. All of those things. He was great. I guess he was great at what I, I didn't like his early stuff. Like they showed his early stuff, and I was like, eh. But he got his a later great music. Fo- his great following, yeah. But then you start to compound all those things I said with drugs, the mm-hmm. drug addiction, and it's just like, it's just. I mean, I think a lot of people know it's just. This is just a ticking time. Bomb. Yeah, you know, like, it's it's 
like this, unfortunately, unfortunately, this probably wasn't going to end well. This probably wasn't going to end well, just no matter what. Because, like, you know, just given the circumstances. It's like, it, oh, he was, you know, he, I just saw him a couple of days. He was just such in a good place. And, you know, and the whole Aria Grande thing had just yeah. happened. And, you well, know, not, it had just, it had not just happened, but then she had moved on. And that's when she was about to get married to Pete Davidson. Yeah, that was just crazy, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that's pretty wild. And so, you know, she I mean, just got married again, like real married this time. Oh, I, I didn't even hear about that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you and to just to see the interviews and to see how high he was in interviews and just mm-hmm. it's like, man, this is, you know, again, it's just a sad story. It's people don't realize how how on the edge you are when you're really good at something artistic. I don't care yeah. what it is, whether it's music, whether it's art. You know, just like painting or drawing. When you're on, the, when you're that good, you live on the edge of sanity mm-hmm. all the time. And obviously, that, with him, I think he was. You you run away from a bunch of demons, so you'd rather be high than to be sober. And it's just not going to end well. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, who was I'll it? send so, it to you. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Who was it? so obviously? You know, Juice World passed, and we never. I never really listened to him. Like I never. Got into, got into his stuff, but, you know, a lot of his was kind of that, I guess the word for it is, like, emo rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, who was it? Some dude came out. The report when he passed, you know, they never, I think, affi- they never f- officially figured out what it was. Or, you know, th- or they figured out that it was, I think, Percocet. Wait a minute, but who, wasn't Juice World the one that swallowed all the Percocet on the plane? Yeah, so that's okay, what I was going to so say. No, yeah. But no, they knew, they officially they know what happened, but they don't know the circumstances of what happened. He so, was about to, they thought he thought he was going to swallow it and, and throw it back up when they got exactly. But another dude who was close to him went on Twitter and was like, "No, it wasn't that he thought he was about to get in trouble for it. It was just he was that addicted to it, and he ended up just taking too much, and that's what." So this, so the whole story about them getting that's ready to that, raid the plane. Well, maybe they were about to raid the plane, but that's that was the story that that dude told. It wasn't that he was afraid of the plane getting raided and him getting in trouble. Oh, because wow. like we said from the beginning, I mean, he's a rapper. He was gonna get. He was probably gonna get in some trouble, but I mean, he wasn't gonna get in like you know just regular trouble that he probably would have gotten. In. Or you got a bunch of dudes that's with you that like, hey, you're gonna have to take this one, man. Yeah, for the team. You're yeah, like, so these are yours. Hold this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that was that was the story he told. It was why'd you bring that on the play? What's wrong with you? Exactly. I didn't even know we had that officer. Yeah. No, um, it wasn't that he swallowed all of it thinking he would throw it back up. It was that he was just that addicted to it, and you know, he just took too much. Wow. And passed it and, and obviously that's not officially corroborated. Right. But I just felt I thought that was interesting when I heard that because it did make sense because a lot of or like I know, like I said, he did that e- kind of emo rap. There was right. a lot of talk about doing drugs, and people around him were always concerned. And there was like, it, I think there was like, it's well known that there was a point where he quit for a month just so he could drop his tolerance, oh, and wow. then start taking again. Wow. Yeah. So he was wow. That's that's what man. I mean, like that's just that's so crazy. Yeah. So that's I mean, such a crazy thing. You know, you look you know. into these people and you're like, wow. I mean, they they definitely had their. Just their struggles the, and their well, fights. It's, it's the demons, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we talk about DMX and we talk about, you know, and so that's why, you know, like I said, being on the brink of, of being really good at what you do a lot of times is so hard to, mm-hmm. to cope with all the time. You start looking at dudes in rap 
you start looking at dudes in rock and roll, you start doing looking at dudes in punk, you start looking at dudes in, you know, all these different genres of music. And then you go and look at their background. And you go, man, like this dude's been fighting for day since the day he was born. He's yeah. been fighting. Just just fighting. Every day you're fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's so it's not necessarily surprising when they're trying to run from these demons or trying to make life better and then yeah accidentally hurt themselves in some way or accidentally kill themselves yeah it's crazy speaking of i'm just i'm just on this real quick talking about planes being raided did i send you the video of the black guys in the plane yeah and they started getting checked like spot checked or whatever they They were trying to check their they were trying to check their like credentials or something yeah they were checking the guys credentials Mm -hmm. it was the black dudes they had just landed and when they landed like the faa came and you know, yeah, it's funny because there was some white dude in the comments. He's like, I've been flying planes for years. This has never happened. This has never happened to me. This and that's what I thought was interesting because you, I mean, listen, I looked at it and the first thing I thought was like, oh, yeah, they 100% thought that they was trying to bring, they was bringing dope Smuggling. in. Smuggling, yeah. Right. Let's not even, let's not even act like that's not what you're doing. They're just like, oh, we want to check your credentials. We, wanna, we need to check the plane. No, no. And somebody was like, yeah, they do that all the time. But it's always just the FAA. Why was the DEA there? Yeah. You know, and that was the funny thing. Like oh, everybody, everybody, yeah. Oh no, that was the thing. It wasn't so much as just the FAA was there. The they, you know, then another couple of like other four cars rolled up, and they were all like DEA agents. And there, and so the dudes yeah, the like three letter. The dudes like yeah, all the letter boys. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, he's like, what are you, what are y'all doing here? Like, why are you walking up on me and this and this and that? And then he's the lady. What's so funny is like how belligerent the lady gets. That's the part that I don't get. It's like, why are you getting belligerent with the dude when he's asking you? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I watched all of it. I got yeah. like I watched the point of where I understood what was going on, and then it was like a couple minutes of like, excuse me, standing around. They were just kind of standing there, and you know, typical being like, um, "Why are you doing this? Can I please get a reason as to why you're doing?" Yeah, and this? he's just like, "So can you tell me why I'm doing?" This? Yeah, and she's like, "We have a right to check you." He's like, "Yeah, but like six of you guys, like, mm-hmm. do you really need six? And why are they here? You know, mm-hmm. like, why is the DA here?" Right, do you really need all these people just to check my just credentials? Just to handle me. You know, and like the dude who was checking his credentials was pretty cool, right? Like he yeah. was trying to, be, but, and so the, the, the funny thing to me is a cockiness. Cause I mean, the guy walks up and he's like, so you record, do you always record? Like you, you just, you in the habit of just like wanting to record stuff? And yeah. he's like, nah, you guys are here harassing me basically. I saw a video earlier it was kind of similar to that uh it was this dude um and i don't know if he was outside before recording um like recording the police station or something like that but this cop rolls up on him and he's recording him and he goes like the dude's trying to find a reason to arrest him pretty much he's like just trying to find a reason to arrest mm-hmm. him and so he's like can i please have your like do you have any form of identification on you he goes nope and he goes well can you identify yourself and he goes nope i'm not be- i'm not in trouble for anything i have no reason to identify myself and so they're just sitting there going back and forth, and it's like pretty much. I don't think I don't even think it was a black dude. Yeah, but it was oh, just no, you know a cop, a cop trying to, um, trying to get somebody in trouble just to get them in trouble. Yeah, and then eventually it was funny because the um, he calls his supervisor, and the dude like that guy rolls up. He goes, um, "You don't want to identify yourself," and he goes, Mm-mm. "And he goes, and you haven't done anything." I goes, Mm-mm. "And he goes, all right, back it up, boys." Yep. And then he like pretty much makes the dude leaves, and as they're walking off, he goes, "All right, see ya, I'm John." 
<laughs> I thought that was really funny, but yeah, yeah. I, it just it reminded like you talking about it reminded me of that. It's just trying to find a reason. Yeah, well, to get also, somebody in trouble. I, I don't want to get on the tangent, but there was another. Yeah, there was another one where these cops just roll. Like, this guy like jaywalked in a place where everybody jaywalks. Yeah, and next thing you know, it's like five cops around him. And, you know, he's like, what? What's going on? And Yeah, I mean. And know. he's like, they're like, well, you Jay. And then one guy's standing there and he's got his hand on his gun. He's like, why the hell you got your hand on your gun? Like, you guys are sitting up here want to give me a ticket for jaywalking when everybody's. Look, there's people jaywalking right there. There's people jaywalking right there. Well, you're the one we caught. Yeah, but why am I the one you caught? And why does he have his hand on his gun? Yeah, I, hate, I always hate like, you know, because then you start stringing those along. But it was like the dude literally just picking up trash outside the campus and the cops rolled up. Yeah. And started interrogating him, and then we're pointing the gun at him. And at one point, he was literally like, shoot me. Shoot me. Yeah, shoot me. Like, Don't shoot me. You're going to shoot me for picking up trash? You know, and yeah. so what was funny, and that same thing happened, and that one, like, a, 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 you know, it became a big commotion, and, and a, a, a sergeant came over and was like, what's going on? He's like, dude, like, they're saying they want to give me a ticket for jaywalking, but there's like six of them. This guy got his hand on his gun. Not only does he have his hand on his gun, he got his gun unbuckled. Yeah, right, dude. I'm assuming. And and I don't forgot what the, the supervisor was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, the supervisor was like, "No, nah, we, we're not doing this." This is really, just, yeah, yeah, kind of like a, this go, is what we're. Yeah, just go. You know, we're gonna go on about our business. And and the guy was like, "Appreciate, you know, thank you." And he's just looking at the dude with his hand on the gun, and dude's like with his gun. They're just mean mugging each other. It's like it's so unnecessary. Yeah, like so unnecessary. Anyway, I don't want to get on that tangent. So yeah, because we can go through the list. Of yeah. Them. Um. So let's real quick talk about the Bo Burnham. Yeah. So, so I watched the wrong one real first. Quick. Yeah, I was going to ask because I... So what did you... I wanted you to just say what you thought of him at first and what you thought... Well, I, go, well, I came, what you Going into this one, how, like, what were you thinking this one was going to be? Well, going into it, I thought it was a stand-up. I mm -hmm. mean, because you told me to watch him. I picked the wrong one to watch. <laughs> so I watched one of his yeah, theater so stand-ups. I've seen... If you don't... I'm just going to give... If you don't know Bo Burnham, he's kind of like the... He does... It's kind of like stand-up, but it's like he goes on stage and he mainly plays piano, but he's a very musical person. And so he like he kind of writes these funny songs and he tells jokes in between, like he does just regular talking jokes. But a lot of his uh, a lot of his material is based around the music that he's performing. And so he wa I can't remember. I think it was Make Happy. And it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. But he watched Make Happy first, which was just like a regular in stadium. Uh, Stand-up or theater. performance. In theater, in theater, because it was like or, theater. But yeah, yeah, in like in yeah. person performance. But I was supposed to watch one called Inside mm -hmm. that he did during COVID. All, like, a, but we think it's pretty much all by himself. We hadn't talked about it of what we thought. It, yeah. yeah, I need to go through because there was a thing at the very beginning that said it was like all of this stuff was done by him, but yeah. I can't remember if editing said it was done all by him. That's what I was. I, like, some of the editing was really cool, so I was wondering was it edited by him? But, um, so again, real quick, coming into this one, what were you thinking? I thought I was about to watch a stand-up. <laughs> First and foremost, I, th I thought I was about to watch a stand-up because I had no idea when it was filmed. I, I like I literally went in not knowing anything about it. Yeah. Um, and so as it's coming on, I'm thinking it's the intro because he did an intro on this other one where, you know, just like where you do something and then you enter the stage and it's yeah. like, it's all one continuous type deal. Um, there was, there was humor in the content. I didn't find it to be comedy. Yeah. And... 
I, I'm definitely going to go and look at his Instagram and look at his Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because I do think we watched a guy go through like some serious mental. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Stuff, right? Like the, gosh, I don't want to give it away, but the, the, the part that we're probably both thinking about, like, I'm like, is that real? Is that fake? You know, the, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Where he's like the wide, the wide shot. Oh yeah. I was talking about the thing before, but kind of that sequence of events. Yeah. So as a, now, first, let me, first, first and foremost, I think the sad thing about this is not a lot of people know about him. I didn't know about him. But we're, I, th- I, don't, I don't think a lot of older people know about him, but I think a lot of younger people do okay. know who Bo Burnham so, is because a lot of my friends like him. That might be true. I don't think enough people know about this guy to, for him to get the accolades that he deserves. For what he just put for out. For what he just produced. Yeah. Like... That was incredible. I mean, I'm glad I watched it the second time because I was kind of distracted the first time. But visually, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think we saw somebody just really go through a mental like, if this wasn't real in the sense of what he pulled off, because to me, I'm sitting there watching it as somebody who creates content. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Wow, he wrote all of this. He went out and got all these lights. Well, and, then and you I go, how much of that did he write? Because then there's those moments at the end where you're like, I mean, was this written or did this just... No, no, I, but he wrote so much. The songs, he wrote the but songs. Obviously the, the songs, but I mean, like, then... Because, I mean, the main parts that we're talking about is just, like... Like, that was, like, kind of, like, deeply... Yeah, no, no. The, like, some of that stuff, I don't think, but the transitions that mm-hmm. he was using... I think was written like transition oh, from one well, yeah. thing to another. Um, not necessarily just even a music, I, but like the lights. Like I'm like this dude sat here for one. I think he is extremely artistic and talented. He's mm-hmm. one of those people that's gonna be good at whatever he's whatever to be he good does at. when it comes to art like that. Like so, I do think he sat there and thought about like I'm gonna put a spotlight on myself right here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let this window light come in right here. I am going to. You know, I was trying I'm to see. Get, he, I'm going to make it look like this, pretty much. Yeah, I'm going to. So he designed the looks of it, and this is mm-hmm. all something going on in his head as he's also writing content. Yeah, and and to see, like, and the idea that this dude may have. Now, I will tell you this: that was a she shed he was in. Yeah. Right. I mean, when I say she, it was just a little small house. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know, and it looked like it was on a set. That was the thing about it. When when there, it looked like he was on a set. It looked like it was in a sound studio. When he, when at the end, that tree looked a little like fakish. Yeah. Like, so I don't know if it was a set or well, not. Well, that could have been when he stepped out. That could have just been like you know a shot that they took afterwards. Could have been that. Like that could have just been a place in his house, or like you know something in the back. And then when he stepped out, they tried to recreate it. Maybe so. And I think that probably, I mean, I'm sure as time goes on and more people start to really dig in and figure out, I bet you that probably had, like, that final scene of him stepping out probably right. plays some sort of 
play some sort of whatchamacallit, like... Like a role in the Yeah, a story. role in yeah. the bigger narrative or something like well, that. Well, I think the bigger narrative was that he went through all this and then it was time to go back outside. And so it's yeah. like, whoa, there's outside out there. But, uh, I mean, so, it's so hard to talk about without... Yeah, so... I don't see, know, I kind of wish, because there's another... Th- there's like another... A co- you know, so a couple of things I watched, they talk about it without getting too much into it. And then they give in. Then they go, okay, if you don't want to hear... Turn it off. Spoilers. Turn it off at this point. So I I don't I don't know. I just know I was sitting there watching going, this dude is a freaking genius. Yeah. Right. And that's the first thing. Secondly, I'm going, if he shot this truly by himself, like I said, you don't even know how many times like I'll sit up here and run through something and then I'll go and be done, put everything up, download and go, oh, it's soft. Yeah. It's soft. Like Am I going to roll with this or am I going to reshoot it? Am I going to have to it? do it again? Yeah, am I going to have to reshoot Like, it was just so crisp and so clean and mm. just so beautiful, you know? And I'm just like, my God, to do this by yourself, if he mm. truly did it by himself, like, to do that by yourself is so hard. And it's so taxing. And I could see going through all the emotions, you know? And if it really was as long as he said it was, which it probably was... Yeah, like imagine no, I mean, doing that. It visual, visually it was. I mean, you know, it started off with him walking out, and he still looked like young, and he had the. I mean, he had a little bit of yeah growth right here, but by the end, I mean, he had a full beard. You could tell he just looked just older, aged. Yeah. yeah, and so, and then it, you know, at the very end, um, it cut back to him recording something at the beginning yeah, yeah. that he planned. He was like, I'll probably put this at the end. Put this at and the end, again, yeah. you see like the, the jump difference. between, yeah. you know, him when he was first starting and him now. Nah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It was, it was interesting to watch because I thought it was witty and fun. Mm-hmm. And then there was a part of me again that looks at it and go, we're watching somebody deal with mental illness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're watching somebody kind of, yeah, and, you know, when, and again, there's parts of it that I think I see that maybe other people don't see, and 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 not just the overt stuff, but like I said, the idea of doing all of this trying stuff by to yourself, do this stuff. By well, yourself. yeah, I mean, and, obviously, at you as somebody who makes a lot of content, like you know, and is good with lights, so like at the very end, there's a spotlight, and it's supposed to look like it's day outside, and yeah. then when it pans out, it's night or it's dark. Yeah. And when um, when he stepped out, you went. Oh, he's not outside, or like he's not really out in the sunlight. It's dark out. That's a spotlight. That's a spotlight. And then it pulls out, or it jumps out, and you can see that it is a spotlight. And we kind of giggled about that. But yeah, I think you knowing how a lot of this stuff works, you get a better perspective at. Well, I mean, not even just the technical stuff, just the idea of like, I'm gonna film all this. Yeah, just the idea of it. You know, I'm gonna put the camera here, and I'm gonna film this, and then I got this light. Because there was one point where he was doing something, and he just kept switching lights, and I was like are these cuts where he just did it over and over and he did it in different lights and now, mm-hmm. but his head and his movements never, it was all fluid. It was all fluid. And so he's literally doing this and he's hitting, he's learned this sequence of lights on this light pad. Well, yeah. And I think that he kind of hinted at that at the beginning. Remember when he was like, I think it was like his first song and you know, he would say, I don't even know if it was supposed to be a punchline or like, but he would say something he would let it ride, and then he would hit the little laughter button. Oh yeah, yeah. he would hit the laughter button, and then he and then it was like it starts ramping up, and next thing you know, it's just like I mean, it's almost like a light show. Yeah, and no, nah, it it was so no, nah, it was very interesting, and like I said, there's certain 
there are certain performances that I look at that I think are genius. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to shake the idea that you're ever going to be able to get over them. You know, I've always said about Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I don't know how you do Joker and some of the other deals, but how do you do yeah. Joker and then just you bounce back just bounce that. back and try to go back into regular life? Like, this, that's the way that feels to me. Like, I do, I don't know how, that's why I said I need to see what his, like, his Twitter's what like. He look, it, what he's looking like after this. Yeah, because, I mean, that well, looked like something that, could be extremely mentally taxing that yeah. could be and he you know he alludes to mental illness and he alludes to suicide a few times there. so that's what i was going to say you know the one when he watched the wrong one we were sitting there talking about it and it took us a second to figure out that he was talking about the wrong thing yeah we were talking about two different yeah and two different there shows. was one at the end of make happy the main thing that he was talking about was he kind of did this part like his closer sorry um his closer was he was he told the story about how he went to the Yeezus Kanye tour and at the very end he went on this long Kanye went on this long rant about things that you know were just bugging him and so he kind of did something like that and then at the very end he roped it into mental like you could kind of tell he was alluding more to mental health right when he was talking about the burrito burrito. it was like you know it's like I would have only gotten half of this and you know it sounds like he's talking about a burrito but then he mentioned something about decaying mental health Right. And you realize he's like, it's like, oh, he's talking about, he's like, I can't, like, like I life, can't handle like, all yeah, of this stuff. All of this stuff, yeah. And so I, I meant to go back and watch to see how much mental health he talked about because of how much this focused on that. Yeah. And, you know, again, this kind of tied into what we were talking about with, um, I can't remember her Osaka. name. Yeah. Because Nailed. he was saying how, what was it? I guess he said five years ago. So 2015, 2016, he was saying he started getting panic attacks on stage. Right. And... So he stopped doing stand-up entirely. Right. Um, or he stopped doing his performances entirely, because I don't know. I guess you can class it as stand-up. But... Um, but Was it him? I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. But was it him that was talking on his show? I was just watching something, and wow, this is crazy. And somebody was saying that they was going through like panic attacks, and he found himself like in a grocery store hiding... In the aisle. Was that his other one? I don't know. I saw that just the other day. And it, it's somebody who was just talking about how, like, it's crazy when panic attacks come on. Like, when you're, you think life is just totally normal. He's like, I'm in a grocery store and I'm in a panic attack. And I'm literally, like, trying to find an aisle that nobody's, nobody's on. And, and just I'm just literally on the floor kind of rocking back and forth in a store having a panic attack. It just yeah. out the freaking blue. So, like, I'm not, know. I'm not sure, but... Or yeah, I'm not sure if that was him, but um, overall, yeah, he kind of he tells that story. Yeah. And the thing was is that he did disappear for a while. Like that was the thing is that he just like he just kind of dipped off the face yeah. of the earth for a while. And I don't think that this so, was the best thing for him. Yeah, and so people, that, it was interesting to see. And a lot of people were talking like when he announced that he was coming back. People were like, "Yay!" And then he dropped this, and people were like, "Oh my god!" Oh. He just. Like people were like, I'm gonna need to take some time to reflect right now. Yeah, because no. I mean that was just insane. That was that was yeah. Like I said, it's it's hard for me to watch great art that I don't think people are gonna be able to bounce back from. Like yeah. or or I can see, 
I can see. I don't. Well, so I, that I was what I was leading to because I kind of takes I managed people. to rope it into something, but I forgot what I was originally roping <laughs> into. Was because you know he said he started having those things, and then he worked on. He was like, I worked on myself. I figured it out, and I f- was feeling a lot better, so much better that I wanted to get back into stand up. And then something. And happened. then the funniest thing happened. <laughs> the funniest thing happened, and this uh, was January 2020. Yeah, so he, he was, was like, like January yeah. 2020. I decided to get back in it, and then the funniest thing happened. And so I think, like you know, the idea of overcoming it, and then like you get thrusted into something that's already very mentally taxing right. and then adding on top of it what he just did to himself with this exactly with this yeah. show yeah is i mean yeah it's ridiculous to fi- like to think about how long he's going to take to recover to, from to this to recover from this no yeah. i i agree so um but you know i think at the same time for people like that i think stuff like that in a way is therapeutic like putting <laughs> I mean, uh, only it can be only so therapeutic, and I think it, I think it might be a little different because it's like, you know, with the Joker role, it's like, it's. I just think it, obviously art is art, but I think it's like between he's playing a character, whereas he's putting he's like just putting himself out there, and so I think for some of those people, sometimes like putting it out there and letting other people see it is in a way therapeutic. So maybe that'll help in yeah. the in a sense, but. The problem I think in that in that debate is, yeah, that's cool when you can go out on stage and you put it out there for an hour or twenty minutes. Like this dude, this was a, a year of, and like I said, the part I see that not gonna say bothers me that concerns me again is knowing like seeing this dude do this by himself and knowing like what it's like to record mm-hmm. a whole sequence and realize it sounds like crap or it's soft it looks. or it looks or you forgot to hit a button, mm-hmm. you know, or you forgot to turn on the camera. Like like the, the scene that they show where he pulls a deal and all of a sudden the camera's falling. You're yeah. Like, Shit. like I had it perfect and now I got to reset it and, you know, I just knocked it over. If it broke, I mean, it's just yeah. And also, I mean, this was more just like an actual, like an actual thing in it. But I found like how we kind of almost painted, like almost the degrees. And I think that was, I think that's a part of it is painting the degrees of quarantine of what happened. So like, you know, it starts off and it's like him trying to figure out what he's gonna do now. Yeah, like, and he's like, how he's gonna help. And then, you know, then he does the thing with Sako, and you know it. Everybody becoming a communist over, um, over whatchamacallit or getting into these conspiracy theories right. or whatever. Um, or just, you know, starting to question the system and then things like, you know, the sexting song or the one where it was like problematic. And then it was like, you know, everybody started. And so I think in a way he also painted like, um, and then obviously just the mental health things that, you know, I think that was put mainly towards the end because it's the thing that most people don't want to talk about. But you know what but the basis you know of it. Him. You know what the basis of the whole show was, right? What? Just online. Well, duh. But no, no, I mean, no. But you say duh. But like that was the, what I found was genius is that he literally just exploited our digital lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, just the the digital part of of life and how we. How we live it every day, but we don't really talk about it and, yeah, and, and I put feel it like, out there like I that. I feel like this is one of those things about great art is that, you know, we've sat here for, I mean, probably, what, 10 minutes 
discussing our thoughts on it. And we still, like, we were still just thinking about things. So, like, for example, like, what I was just saying with the whole, like, I think he purposely put, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, you know, the mental health stuff is put at the end because, I mean, it's one of those things that nobody wants to be upfront about, but you have to recognize that it is there. Yeah. And so when, you know, when it reaches that point and it just kind of boils over the top and then it all comes flooding right. out at once and then you get that, those sequences of him, you know. Just going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you, and again, at the end, you realize after all this stuff, you realize he's watching himself go through all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you then, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. And then he has to edit him and watch himself go through go through all, all the, of this. Well, just but he's still almost like that whole voyeurism and being online is the whole thing is like he's watching it. Yeah, it's like he's almost sitting there watching it, and so it's it's really wild, man. And it, it I thought it was good. I'll probably I might watch it again because I I. I would like to see. I it. would say watch it again as somebody who watched it one time. Yeah, so you and then catch came back and watched things. it again yeah. because I did catch a little bit more this time. Okay. And like I said, I was a bit distracted. To, like you know, just looking at my phone, I got called out for that in the stand up. Oh, but yeah, there, yeah. at one point, there was like a song that I completely forgot about. Right. Um, but yeah, I would definitely suggest. Like, so I would say watch it, sit on it, watch it again. Okay. Um, and this is just in general. Like, obviously, you should watch it again. But just in general, like if you're going to watch it. Um, like give yourself time to think about it and then watch it again because I mean it was really good okay so real quick I just got a quick question for you mm -hmm. Tom Segura yes is he racist is Tom Segura racist is Tom Segura racist because I... I watched a lot of Tom Segura the other day and so I'm just going to throw it out there is Tom Segura I don't know. I feel like I haven't taken it because I mean, you've like when you say you watched a lot of him, you also watched the podcast. I was watching the podcast. So I, I didn't watch his stand up. I I've only really seen his stand up, which is pretty much curated. And obviously, he said some racy things in it, but I've only seen what he's curated for people to see, whereas a podcast at sometimes can be off rip in what you want to say. Or it's just like, you know, sometimes you just say the stuff that you're thinking. So no, it, it's not even it's not even that part of it. So I haven't watched a lot of your mom's house, mm -hmm. which is his podcast or him and his wife's podcast. What I have found to be a common on their podcast is this this habit of showing black people off of Twitter and Snapchat and stuff. Just show, what do you Showing, mean show? like, them doing, like, not-so-smart things oh. and laughing at it and making comments about it. And, and it doesn't seem like he does it as... Now, I don't watch it very often. Maybe I just happen to... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You I know, mean, he went through the whole thing, and I felt the same way when he did the Suwu deal, right? Yeah. Because he watched a video with this, like, this gangbanger in L.A. or something, and the guy was like, Suwu. And so all of a sudden, he started going, Suwu, Suwu. And, you know, and he started kind of mimicking it. And then the next thing you know, he's got merch out. Yeah, but we talked about it, because I think that was just one of those things that he didn't realize what it meant. Because remember, we were talking about it, and you were taking issue with it. And then when I went to find it, the merch was gone. 
Yeah, but like that's fine. But you should probably know what you're getting yourself into, first and foremost. And again, like I'll have to send uh, you what I was talking. I mean, obviously, I'd have to see it, and I don't know much about it. And plus, I like him, so I might be making. No, and but I, I like feel- no, I like Tom Segura. That's the thing. So I like him. I love his stand-ups. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he's edgy. I like the fact that he's borderline going to be very offensive and insulting. That's what he yeah. does. But when I watch the podcast, I've noticed this trend of him. It seems to be a lot more people of color that he pulls these clips of from online, mm-hmm. Twitter, Reels, or whatever, that they tend to want to mock and make fun of. I don't... Well, okay, so... I mean, obviously, I don't know. I haven't seen what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like that's one of those things where, you know, especially on, like, their your algorithm is designed to show you things that you want to see. And so, you know, he starts... He, like, you know, him and his wife react to, you know, just a couple of the clips... And, you know, so whether he's following the accounts and so he's just getting fed mainly black videos. And so it may not even be an intentional thing where he's like, where he's like, oh, we're going to go find some clips. We're going to go find some clips of some goofy black people and then make fun of them. It's just, you know, like, I was, hey, I was looking through Twitter and I found this funny video. Let's talk about on the show. And it just so happens that it's like most of the stuff he's seeing is mostly black Let me restate my question in and you really can't answer because you don't watch the show is tom segura perpetrating racist stuff and don't even realize it i guess that would that's the question i probably should ask because i don't think tom is sitting around like yeah i'm just going to export the crazy black people right because i just don't think that i think he's a really good-hearted guy Mm-hmm. And I think comedy is comedy, and everybody's on the table. And yeah, he seems like one know. of those people that's going to say almost anything for a laugh for the most part. Oh, he's definitely going to say anything for a laugh. Yeah, but I don't think that he is purposely doing it. But I do think that he's unconsciously doing it. Yeah, and, and I think that. Well, I was going to say I think that's the thing. And I don't, with, you know, so most he can't be racist because that's not purposeful. He just doesn't understand how offensive. Some of the, some of the things he's so, doing. That's what I was going to say, because, you know, most comedians tend to be black, and obviously there's the exception, but he wasn't, I mean, I, his dad was white, but, you know, he's he mainly identifies with his mom, who was like, or I don't want to say mainly identifies, but... Um, he talks about his Mexican side. Yeah, he talks about his Mexican side a lot, and he does shows where he only speaks Mexican. Yeah, and so I Spanish. Think he, yeah, you Spanish, can't speak my, Mexican. That's my bad. See? I, yeah. Um, now I got to send you the sensitivity I'm training. I'm going to have to blur, I'm going to have to beep <laughs> that in post, but um Yeah, so I think it's one of those things where he didn't grow up around it. And so obviously he's never going to really understand it. Um yeah. Unless I mean obviously I think you have to just surround yourself with enough people being enough other people like you who are going to catch it. Otherwise, most people aren't going to understand, right. like what the, like and, and, most and, the you people, know me and like the people he surrounds himself won't see the issue, and you know so and the people who are watching most of them won't see the issue, right. and so it'll be a small crowd and you can always dismiss dismiss the small crowd being like well that's just there's yeah. always going to be a group of people who are going to find an issue, 
And so I think right, right, whether right, right, whether right. he is doing it, I don't I don't think he's doing it intentionally. I don't think so. I really don't but, think so either. But whether it is like him trying to like propagate racist stuff like that, um, I don't think it's or it's one of those things that probably. Obviously, it's unintentional, but I don't know if it's ever one of those things that you're going to see get fixed either. Like, right. because obviously it's unintentional and you don't have enough enough people around you going, hey, like, yeah. do you think? No, I, I, so, you know, it's funny because <laughs> he had a guy on the other day. He was up from the Howard Stern show. And his his program, the guy who runs his technical director, mm-hmm. the, the guy with the red hair on, on the show, I don't know. I haven't he, watched it. Oh, you haven't watched it at all? Like they're both, he, he, like he's Jewish, uh-huh. and he hates Jews. The Jewish this, dude. The, the Jewish guy like hates Jews. Oh no! And so he had another guy on that was on Howard Stern show, mm-hmm. and he's like Jewish, Jewish, oh, and he God. hates Jews. But the, what makes him funny? What makes it funny is the fact that they hate Jews for like Jew habits that they exhibit. That, or, not that they exhibit that. So it's it's one of those things where and and when listening to them, like you agree with it. It's like, listen, I know the funny shit my people do, mm-hmm. right? And I know the stuff that they do that I don't. That like it just gets on my nerves. Yeah. And so that's kind of what that's their thing is like they don't really hate Jews, but, but that's they're just like character they're like oh my gosh, like you know because like one guy was like they're always gonna walk in and be like you know are you Basically, he was like, are you Jewish? Yeah. yeah. Are you Israelite? He's like, yeah. Can I get a discount? And he's like, it's just it's just like part of our culture that they're going to walk in and they're going to like, no matter what, they're going to ask you for a discount, you know? And he's like, and I just hate, I hate that. Like, <laughs> so they were just kind of, they just kind of highlight some of the stuff that, you know, they highlight mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's like, this is a cultural, like a cultural deal. They're like, I just hate it. So, and so they, so in turn, in co- in the, you know, for comedy sakes, they're just like, yeah, I, I hate Jews. Like, I hate Jews. We should that should be the name of this. That I is absolutely Jews. not what we're naming it. That <laughs> we're is not gonna name it. Come absolutely on, not. Nope. No. Nope. Because just all publicity. Just as many. All publicity is good publicity. We can explain it away. No, but that's the thing is that like only the people who watch it are gonna see it, and then everybody else who even if they watch it and go, well, they don't actually. But they're going to go, they exploited, they were exploiting racism for views. And people don't take kindly to that either. Isn't that what everybody does, though? Come on. We, we can't be better than everybody Not else. Like, like that. We not, don't have to be. They, maybe okay. it's a little more discreet than just literally, I hate you. Okay, so if you listen to this and the, if you listen to this and the title was not, I hate Jews, that means RJ won. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to so, make sure... All right, man, let's wrap this up because this is another yeah. one of our 45. That's probably at one, 127. 137. Oh, crap. All right, Ricky, well, the there you go. Thing, what was it? So when did I give the 35 signal? What oh, were we talking about? An uh, uh, hour and two minutes ago? <laughs> no, but I, no, but I mean, like, what were we talking about at the time? I have time? no idea. Because I wish, I wish I could remember because I feel like we talked about the Bo Burnham thing way longer Oh, than we either of us anticipated. Oh, 100%. That could have been an episode by itself, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I guess we should probably consider that. I don't think the the few people that listen care. Like, again, Rick, Ricky, are. Ricky, so I don't look, again, I don't know who listens. 
I do know how many. I know Dennis listens quite often. I know Ricky listens quite often. I know Christine listens quite often. Mm-hmm. She listens in the car when she's driving to work. So I don't think time necessarily she'll start it because it'll stop and then it'll restart where it is, you know, when she gets mm-hmm. back in the car or whatever. Ricky's usually on a flight or he's working late at night. Yeah, right? Ball of Rick. Yeah, Ball of Rick. And so, and he's not flying short places. He's usually going to Cancun <laughs> or Monaco. <laughs> Or Turks Miami and Caicos or, or something like yeah he's 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 balling out mm-hmm. you know Tokyo. so he's he's got time to spend <laughs> yeah exactly you know listening and so I don't think time is necessarily an issue right now let's just say all of a sudden we find a crowd that really listens I do think that's something we have to take into consideration yeah start cutting down yeah and and going okay do we want this to be and just do we want this to just be but what I'm chatting. finding, though... But what I was going to say is that at the same time, I mean, obviously, I don't watch that many podcasts, but the one I do, you know, the H3 podcast, I mean, they're that long. And whenever they run longer, people in the comments are like, oh, my God, they gave... Like, they did a... they ha- You know, their Friday live streams are called After Dark. Yeah. And they did one one week that was like four hours, and people in the comments were like, oh, my God, they blessed us this week. They did four hours. Well, see, that, that's what I was about to say. That's the interesting thing is that, you know, podcast was like this thing that was like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they were 30 minutes. And then people's like cutoff was like 58 minutes. You got to be 58 minutes. Almost every podcast I watch is two hours plus. Like yeah, if I look at only- a podcast, except for I Am Athlete. If I Am Athlete is over an hour, it's usually going to be about an hour 15. But, you know, they edit and they do all that. But mm-hmm. almost every other podcast I watch, if I look and it's under two hours, I'm like, oh, they did a short one. Yeah, right now. So YouTube has a – if they're posted on YouTube, the thing is YouTube will review um, will review your podcast and tell you whatever you need to take out or whatever you need to censor or whatever to get monetized as long as it's under two hours. And I think there's like a five-minute grace period. So, really, you have, like, two hours and five minutes. And so, I mean, you know... But what if it's people, over? If it's over, what? What do you mean? So, you said so they'll like, do this if it's if it's under two hours. What happens if it's over two hours? If it's two, over two hours, they just won't, like, that's what I'm saying. They'll review it and be like, hey, this is monetizable, or, hey, we reviewed this, this needs to be cut, or this needs to be bleeped, or just whatever. Like, they'll give you reasons as to why it can't be monetized. Um, and if it's over two hours, they won't watch it because it's just too long. Like, a okay. person goes through and reviews it. And so... No, they don't. Nobody goes through and reviews it. Nobody watches it. It's, it's the craziest thing. So, well, lately... Any, either way, they, they won't review anything over three or not. They won't really review anything that's over, like, So, they won't monetize plus. it at all? No, it can be monetized. It can be monetized if you're sure it's friendly. Right. But if you know there might be some, you know, some edgy content in there or something like that that might not get monetized and it's over two hours, you just have to run the gambit. Well, here's the weird thing. So as somebody who's been in the game, oh, we haven't talked about 30,000. Oh, yeah, you hit 30,000. I hit 30,000. Now Mm -hmm. I'm at 30,000 plus. But no, for somebody who's seen it happen, like it went from not even asking, you know, they just, you know, obviously there's algorithms that would catch music. Yeah. Then they would ask you, like, is it that? Do you have this? Do, is there profanity? Is there? Is it this? Yeah, this? that was right. And so that was like you saying, you know, it was an honor system. Like, nope, this, none of this stuff is in there. Now they could pull it randomly, right? Or they could they they would ask you, do you want to set this as private until we review it, and then because we can come back and you can say yes or no or other. Now. When 
I click, when I click a button like next, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's <clears> almost <throat> like the when you're doing like trying to find out your network, it's like connecting to the network, mm-hmm. connecting to this, connecting to your Wi-Fi, searching, here's your speed. Like it's going through your content. It's going through your content as it's uploading and it can pick out words and phrases and and stuff. It's so it's some type of algorithm or some type of recognition system that's doing it. It's not a person watching it. It's a recognition system. But yeah, so either way, if it's two hours plus, they won't run that recognition. Or they won't allow I don't know why. Right. But um yeah, so but anyway, that yeah, yeah, this no, so. got way off topic. No, no, no. The, yeah. the point of the point I was saying was I think, you know, you were kind of, you were concerned with like people it being too long. But I think the thing is, is that anybody who's like who actually wants to listen to it is going to they'll I mean, even if they have to cut it up, because I mean, I'll cut up podcast if they're long. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they'll cut it up or they'll find time to listen to it or something like that. Right. So I don't know how big of an issue it actually is compared to just like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, and that's why when we start to get long, I'm like, it is what it is, right? It when is we start to get long every time? Yeah. Well, it starts to get longer than we anticipate, but long, but, I mean, long you were is like, relative. You were like, oh, 30, quick 30 minutes. Minute. You were like, quick 30, 45 minutes. But minute then I said, but we'll see how this goes because yeah. I know I know how we talk and I know how one thing leads to another and we end up where we are. Mm-hmm. That Last, was, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I know this is from something else, but that was something I always thought would be interesting is just like come in with just one topic and then just rabbit hole it and just see how far down we can Let's get. Let's try it. Because um, that's another thing of a podcast. That you're I the producer. You need to come up with, you need to, I'll have to start you need with to walk topic in and, and go, then, you need to walk in and go, this is what we're doing this week. That's the way producers work. Okay. Just okay. figure, I mean, it might take some time to just figure out the topic. Cause I mean, you know, if we get one thing rolling, you know, it can branch off together oh, thing. Well, that's and why, so, that's why we end up long. Cause yeah. Cause, cause podcasts, I know that are, on time, like whatever the time is, it's like 30 minutes. For, like they are just like, so Bo Burnham, you watch it? Yeah. What do you think about it? Oh, you know what? I think that guy went through some mental stuff while we was while he was watching it. <laughs> you know, while I was watching, I just think that he was going through some mental stuff, man. I don't know if like that was really healthy for him. Ah, me neither. Okay. So, Next, you know, yeah. <laughs> they'll move on and they'll just, so they're staying in that time and they're just, you know. I think another thing too is if we start recording at Maker Gym, it'll keep us on time just because we have... Like, if we was to go into the podcast booth and start recording, it would keep us on time simply because we only have so much we time. We would only have so much time, right? Yeah. Um, last thing, and we are going to get out of here, is... I've got another thing. I thought that was... <laughs> I was like, all right. One more? No. Gonna have to last okay. one. I mean, last one. Done. This won't be long. Yeah. DMX album. How many okay. spins? I, was just, uh, I only listened to it once. One time. Wow. Yeah. I've, I haven't listened to any other music, really, besides that, since listening to it. Oh, well, you, you've been besides, in the, but you've been in the gym, so like you should be listening on, to it. Besides, I'm listening to YouTube in the gym most of the time. Oh, okay. No. It, besides throwing like my music on shuffle in the shower or something like yeah. that. No, it's um, it's it's probably. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite album in a while, but it definitely is. I I'm enjoying that album. It's so yeah. funny because I listened to I had forgotten it came out and I was sitting working. I was like, oh crap, the DMX. And I threw it on, listened to the first song. Um, Mob Deep is on there. Or um not Mob Deep. Um one of the dudes from Mob Deep. Or not it's not Mob Deep. It's um uh, the locks. The oh. locks on there. And so I'm like, ooh, they got the locks on here. Okay. Then the second song, 
Jay-Z, and Nas. And I'm yeah. like, ooh. When I heard the Jay-Z and Nas, I was like, oh, my. Yeah. And then my favorite one, the Little Wayne and DMX. Come on. That's when I started texting everybody going, oh, like, I'm three songs into this, and this is fire. And well, so, it was Lil Wayne, DMX, and I thought it was one other person. Oh, well, Swiss Beats, but he's yeah, a producer. Yeah, but he just produced it. He okay. produced it. Um, and then what was funny is I sent it to Charles, and he's like, yeah, but what about the fourth song and the fifth song? And I'm like, dude, stop being a hater, first and foremost. <laughs> but, you know, it's like it's such got Bono on it. It's just such a great album. And it's not like the Biggie duets where they took his verses and just paired people with him. Like, he had been working with people on these. Yeah. So, well, like you know, so the whatchamacallit song, the song with him and Pop Smoke was supposed to be on here, and then did that got leaked. Did they actually record one? I think they did. I think it did. they did, and then it, I think it was supposed to be the third song, the one with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be that song, and then it got leaked. And so Swiss Beats, instead of just officially putting it out, decided to just switch it up and come up with a new, and get a new one with Lil Wayne. At least that's what I've heard. Maybe so, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like I keep telling people, the, the saddest thing to me about DMX dying is the fact I'll never get, the, never get to see DMX and Lil Wayne perform that song. Because that's, that's one of my favorite songs in a long time. Like yeah. I just love the, the energy hey, of that song. they just started selling, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Coachella tickets. I heard. So maybe they'll get a DMX hologram like they did with Tupac in 2012. Let's not do that. Oh, yeah, that no. Do that. Yeah. I, pff, you know how these people are. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't. But man, like that song performed live would just be incredible to be mm-hmm. a part of. You know what I'm saying? Like it would just be the energy would be incredible. And so that's what I loved about the album is whoever he was, whoever he was flowing with, whoever he was flowing with. Like it wasn't like it was. It just flowed. So mm-hmm. when he when the locks kept, went off. He sounded like he was flowing with the locks when the Jay, the Jay Z like it just seemed like he yeah. was there. So it was it was good. I really I'm really enjoying. I thought it was the good. Album. I think I think I said this to you over the phone. I think there was a couple songs that uh, seemed just like a little rushed so they could get it out in like in time for in time where it was like you know still like it wasn't that long ago, but they gave it time to breathe. Yeah, and then put it out. Um, and I think if they just taken a little bit longer, because I think I think it was the Money Bag Yo song, um, which you don't really know who that is. Right. But it sounded. I think it sounded a little disjointed. Yeah. Huh, and so if they if they had taken a little more time, they probably could have made like it was still. I still really liked it, but I think they could have put together probably a, one of the best. Okay. Well, we got to listen to DMX and Lil Wayne on the way. Okay. So anyway, all right. So we are going to call it a episode yeah. on this one. So episode. 11. 11 for season two. We never said, like, how many episodes are we going to go before we go to a new season? Uh, just because uh, we went thir- 13 last time. Yeah, I just thought it was, I think I said this is going to be like WWE because I remember you were like, don't compare us to WWE. Yeah. But um, I thought it was just going to be like that where it's like, you know, when the new year starts, the new season starts. Oh, wow. So, I mean, just however many we get out Dude, in the year. We're going to end up at like 20, we're going to end up 25, 30 episodes for the year. Okay, I mean that was the I mean that's what originally show okay. did. If we gonna do that, we are gonna do that. All right. I mean, yeah, it's just an easier way of keeping up with it. I okay. mean, yeah, I mean, I don't see. It's not like there's chapters of. I mean, I guess there's like chapters of life when it comes to age, but like the only main like big chapter of life is years. 
Okay. So. All right. There we go. That's what I thought the plan was. All right, so we are going to call it. Hey, we appreciate you guys listening if you made it this long, always. Hey, don't yawn <laughs> at the people, man. This See, is, that's why we got to go. Is the ba- this, this is the back half. Listen, I'm looking for a new host. Anybody that want to host with me, you I'm got your own for podcast. Um, so, you this, know. This is the back half. I mean, people, people just got to accept what gets thrown at them at this point. What? <laughs> okay. There's like less than two you minutes left no, if we no, don't keep on to, talking. You have to. You have to reward the people that stay, not give them. I'm going to yawn again. Oh, here we go. So we're going to get out of here for yawns. All right. So for the Zoomer Pod and episode 11, season two, my name is Randy. I am the Boom. And I'm RJ. I am the Zoomer. We will talk to you next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.